you for your beauty and thank you for our beauty in you this morning open the eyes of understanding that we will know the hope of our calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in us and what is the exceeding greatness of your power to us world who believe according to the working of your mighty power which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead Father, above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but in that which is to come and father we ask that you fill us with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that we will walk worthy of you fully pleasing you and bearing fruits unto you lord thank you for glorious service we adore you in jesus name amen come on clap your hands and be seated glory 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 hallelujah ah i've missed you guys oh. but i can't talk for long you know that okay it's the first time in two years in the lgcc i'm preaching for 45 minutes but the lord is on our side hallelujah i hope your diary your notebooks and everything is ready there's no lockdown on your diary right okay all right so quickly we want to continue with our teaching on uh, christ the riches of our eternal forgiveness and under this topic we you know we have begun a a sub-series under it the responsibility of forgiveness so we used about 20 teachings on this particular subject to establish the doctrinal uh, uh, revelation of forgiveness we have understood that the believer is completely and eternally forgiven and every believer should know this forgiveness is is true because when jesus died you were not yet born all your sins were in the future so christ died for your future past your future present and your future future and that is why the gospel must not be reasoned with logic it will never make sense so no one of the bible says for the wisdom of god is foolishness to men how can god forgive me of my future sins when i haven't yet committed them some things are for god only <laughs> that's the power of god's love for us it's the power of god's love for us we are forgiven completely and it is the riches of salvation praise god it's the riches of salvation forgiveness in itself is salvation you cannot be saved without being forgiven and you can never be forgiven without being saved a saved man is a forgiven man and anytime you read the new testament anytime forgiveness is mentioned is in the past tense John says, I write unto you, little children, that ye may know that your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. The word name is onomos, which means reputation. So you are forgiven for his accomplished work's sake. Not because you were good or because you begged. Some people think the longer you cry, the, the more forgiving you are. So they cry, oh Lord, <laughs> me, <laughs> it won't happen again, Lord. and they cry with all kinds of skills and they rise up and they don't ask for these tears it's an international tears 
God must forgive these particular tears. No, you missed the gospel. We are forgiven. Tell someone I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven in Christ. So we have got to understand that the belief, seven things happen to our sins. Seven things happen to our sins. Jesus forgave all our sins. God does not remember our sins because he says your sins and your lawless deeds I will remember no more. And no more means no more. Jesus buried our sins because when he died he carried our sins. And where did Jesus go to when he, he died? He went to hell. When Jesus rose, he rose without our sins. So where are your sins? They are in hell. But I ain't going there. When Jesus rose, he rose without your sins. And whatever he is, is who you are in him. It's the reality. And without understanding this foundation of your position in Christ, it will affect your Christian life. Because many Christians have the, the mindset, many Christians have the mindset of trying to do so that God will do something. That's a wrong mindset. We don't perform to become. We perform because we are. Are you seeing that? That's the problem. So, you don't pray to become powerful. You pray because you are powerful. And because you are powerful, you pray powerful prayers. Are you seeing that? We don't live right to become righteous. We live right because we have been made right by the righteous God. Are you seeing that? We, we don't live a holy life so that we become holy. No. You have been made holy. So be holy. So living a holy life is being yourself. Are you seeing this? So many Christians have got the Christian life twisted. They have performance mentality in Christianity. You will struggle. We move from a place of rest. But we continue in labor. Are you seeing that? We labor from the place of rest. You cannot work for the Lord without understanding who the Lord is in you. And that's what we're looking at in the responsibility of forgiveness. Because many of times, many people who understand the grace of God think that, okay, I, I, I'm forgiven. I'm righteous. I'm saved forever. But you mean then? And that could also be dangerous. So that's what we've been, we've been explaining for the past uh, five to six weeks that there is a responsibility of grace Paul says all things are lawful for me so can I kill someone? yes but says all things are not expedient for me that means killing is not good but all things are lawful because I have liberty in Christ but not all things are expedient for me so there is a restriction in grace are you seeing that so even freedom in itself is not freedom for licentiousness are you seeing that so many confuse that when they understand grace they relax they don't pray again because they say christ has prayed for us they don't study their bible again you know why because they say oh wow the bible says that the holy spirit lives in us so the power of god is already in us so uh, the power of god has taken care of the power so when you get to that place you will destroy your christian life or Paul understood grace yet he said I, I thank God I labored more than all the apostles yet not I but the grace of God in other words grace in itself is labor if you have really understood grace you will serve 
if you have really understood grace you live a righteous life if you have really understood grace you will love people if you have really understood grace you'll be gracious to others if you have really understood grace you will forgive others so a christian cannot say i understand grace and be and be living in bitterness and unforgiveness How, what what grace you do here so we began to look at the works of the flesh and we said you see though the sin nature in the believer has been terminated by the cross the believer does not have the nature of sin in him the cross dealt with it in galatians 2 21 paul says i am crucified with christ so on the cross it seems one man died but in the spirit we died so he says i am crucified where was i crucified in christ i'm crucified with christ he says nevertheless i live so you are not the one living you are not living listen you are not alive you are dead are you seeing that so a christian cannot live for himself he cannot live for his pleasures no if you find a christian living for his pleasures he has not understood the gospel you cannot satisfy yourself no you are set free to be a slave to the one who set you free that's what we are called to he says i'm crucified with christ nevertheless i live many of you are still alive you respond to insult because you are alive you are offended is because you are alive you allow lust to take over your life because you are alive because if you live as a dead man dead men don't walk try slapping a dead man he will still remain dead try slapping a man who is alive he will rise up the reason why you are responding to insult and you get offended and bitter is because you are still alive the reason why you find it difficult to fast is because you are alive now you find it difficult to pray but you can you can easily watch series you are alive you are alive amen <laughs> you are alive why did he look at me without greeting me you are alive i was expecting him to say sorry to me but he came to even look at my face as if you are alive i know you are alive you know what john said he says he must increase i must decrease there are many of you you have increased you have increased in your life so you are too much alive that you are not sensitive to jesus anymore he says nevertheless i live yet not i so in the flesh it seems i'm the one living but he says yet not i but christ liveth in me hi i can't i can't imagine christ watching sexy film he says christ lives in me hey i can't imagine christ fighting as a tenant he says yet don't i but christ lives in me christ does not fight christ lives in me i can't imagine christ taking bribe how much you go give me christ it's not possible 
He says, Christ lives in me. So you need to change your understanding that you are no more. He says, yet not I. Listen, if you keep reminding yourself about I, you live a selfish Christian life. Listen, every sin is selfishness. You couldn't hold your last because you were selfish. That is why you slept with that lady. That's why you committed that masturbation. Because you are alive. You are too responsive to yourself. So every sin is selfishness. You go and check it. Murder is selfishness. You know why? Because this arm robber entered somebody's house. He wanted to take all the property. And he killed for it. Every sin is selfishness. When Christians stop living for themselves, trust me, they'll become glorious in that Christian life. Nevertheless, I live. Christ liveth in me. The life I live now in the flesh. I live by the faithfulness of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself. Look at that. He gave himself for me. Why are you? No more. Why are you? I'm dead. I'm dead. Anytime you realize your ego is on the scene you have resurrected from the dead yeah anytime the holy spirit wakes you up at dawn to pray and you slept again you are alive in sleep you are alive you know why because you you enjoy sleep more than jesus So last week we were teaching on idolatry as part of the works of the flesh. Listen, I said to you that the works of the flesh are the activities or the works or manifestations that a man can produce when he gives in to his five senses and to his flesh. You need to understand that the flesh means two things. The flesh is normally described as the old man that was terminated and crucified yet the same flesh is also described as self when christ died it was your old man that died with him but you see yourself is still alive once you are still in this body sin is in this body sin is in this body that is how come though we are forgiven we need to still strive against sin it's a battle it's a battle because this body will prevent you from praying this body does not want to get slim because of fasting from from it wants to remain from from this body will not want to pray haven't you realized when you are watching a movie you are comfortable black panther two hours 45 minutes you watch it without complaining it is amazing you watch with popcorn it's time for prayer five minutes you, you are tired it's simply because you are not engaging your relationship with jesus and last week we were teaching on idolatry and it's a serious thing you know in idolatry we all in fact me myself anytime i see new testament talking about idolatry i say oh we are not we are not in that class 
nobody has anybody come to a shrine here before so i said oh we, we are not shrine people we are holy ghost people so idolatry is not it's not something i preach about until the holy spirit started teaching me when i was studying that there are so many christians who are idol worshippers i was shocked i said god how can i teach this it's a liberate people because idolatry is anything you put in place of god in your heart and in your hands you don't need to visit a shrine to worship an idol you only need to replace god with something else you didn't understand this you don't need to carve an image to bow down to it you only need to dethrone god that's all you need to do just dethrone god and replace it keep your life busy with something else that doesn't satisfy that's an idol and it is then i came to understand that even phones are idols they are graven images with light you don't need to cut the blood of goat and pour it on the phone to become an idol worshiper haven't you realized now phone is so part of your life hmm? it's so part of your life that you can't do without it you wake up in the morning the first thing you take is your phone your phone is now a lesser god a lesser god you faithfully charge it but don't charge your spiritual life have you thought of it when it's going low low battery say hey low battery let me find power let me let me connect to source yes you don't connect to your source you don't connect to your source yet you charge your phone every day have you thought of it you charge your phone constantly every day but you don't charge your spiritual life by connecting to your source I was sharing with the pastor this week that haven't you realized how married couples live they get married and enter into a marriage relationship but in that marriage relationship there is something called sex sex is also called intimacy though they, they are in marriage constantly though they are in marriage um, um, relationship constantly there is an activity they engage in that marriage called sex and it is constant and sometimes one party does not feel like doing it but it, because of the other party he must sacrifice to do it, it just for intimacy sake do you know every christian is in a relationship with god but not every christian is in intimacy with god oh you don't know that you can be wearing ring together with your husband yet there's no intimacy so some are boasting with their rings <laughs> i'm a child of god I'm the bride of Christ. He had no intimacy, no intercourse. This should haunt you in a very positive way. You don't feel bad about this. No, you feel concerned. Because you neglected your spiritual spouse, God, Jesus. So though you are in marriage relationship, there is a necessity for intimacy, constant intimacy. You find a married couple married for 50 years, yet they have constant intimacy. Because for your information, for your information, sex binds two people together. And they together, they are already together in marriage. 
what God puts together, let no man put asunder. Yet there is another bonding in the bonding. Behind the relationship is intimacy. And now Christians don't feel anything wrong when not praying. A Christian can live for one month and he has never prayed. It's as though you are living with your husband and yet you have never spoken. It's as though you are living with your wife and yet you have never spoken to her. That's what happens when a Christian does not pray. When you understand Christian, when you understand Christianity is a relationship. You don't see prayer as a bondage anymore. And because many of you have a wrong understanding of prayer. Idolatry. In NLT, First John chapter 5, the verse 21. NLT. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. I was shocked. Give it to me first of all in... Um, King James, so that they see the real thing there before we come to NLT. Look, he says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. I've been reading this verse for more than uh, five to eight years. Anytime I get I just keep it. Because we don't need to keep ourselves from idols. There's no idol in our house. I read this in NLT. And I said, what? So John was referring to us too. Look at that in NLT. He says, dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your heart. Do you know your job can take God's place in your heart? Your job can take God's place. Why? You are fighting for money. Money. So you wake up in the morning, no God. No God. I got to dress up quickly. I'm late. I'm late. Have you heard of it? I'm late. They're late for work but you come to church late there's no problem i'm late and for a whole six months a christian a, a, a christian has not prayed he has not even taken his bible his bible is as new as he bought it five years ago his bible is as new as he bought it five years ago somebody i keep myself from idols come on shout it i keep myself from idols hallelujah come on lift your hands i keep myself from idols one more time i keep myself from idols hallelujah so i said something i said many treat god as one of the commodities in their life There is no honor for the place of God. Listen, you can know all the divine realities of forgiveness, of salvation, of grace, and still dishonor God in your conduct and your relationship with Him. I was sharing with a, a, a pastor friend this week that the Holy Spirit was teaching me protocols in prayer. Many Christians have dishonored God in. You know, you can find a Christian praying in his pocket, and I did some before. Can you do that to your boss? Boss, good morning, sir. 
Boss, how are you doing? Good morning. With your hands in your pocket. Can you do that to your boss? Why? Or is it because you can see your boss? You find a Christian praying, then he has crossed his legs. Oh, she be his is if ever higher. His legs are crossed. Can you do that to your boss? No, you can't do that to your boss. Do you know you give your boss or somebody you see? Uh, imagine you go to a palace, you remove your slippers. When you get there, you bow down to the king. You did you do this to a human being because that human being is a personality but you know because we god is invisible we have failed to recognize him that he is a personality when the holy spirit rebuked me i felt so sorry for myself i felt sorry you cannot be talking to somebody you highly respect and be what's happening hello <laughs> sir Yeah, good morning. You can't. Let me ask you a question. Okay, Gloria is a banker. Gloria, you're a cashier, right? You're not a cashier. Okay, but you know how cashiers function, right? So cashiers are sitting down. Imagine a customer comes in. And the customer says, Good morning, I want to do some redrawal. Then you are like, Good morning, how much? Six thousand. Six, six only only six thousand. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Francis is a foolish boy. <laughs> you have broken protocol and work ethic, and you will lose your job. You can imagine human beings, and I see you are told to respect your client. You look, these are protocols they are protocols they are ethics even in work but you see we don't apply ethics with god you know why because god is invisible to us that's the greatest lie god is the closest being to you, you know why because every human being is around you holy god is within you every human being is around you holy god is within you yet all the people around you give them honor the elderly ones you put your hands at your back when you're talking to them because we honor and respect protocols but yet in the protocol of bible study we was up at the same time read the word imagine the holy spirit wants to reveal something that will change your life forever and a whatsapp from a useless friend who has nothing to give to you just a reply you missed a major revelation that would have broken that addiction in your life listen there are many idols calling for attention there are so many idols tv is an idol calling for attention internet is an idol calling for attention sex is an idol calling for attention pornography is an idol calling for attention so they are all making noise and god is within you see despite all these idols the closest person is god and all these things are calling for attention and god is within you are paying attention to this you pay attention to this they are all calling listen it takes discipline to maintain a chaste christian life it takes discipline to remove your eyes and your heart from all distractions and then focus on jesus christ and give him the honor listen to me listen 
we are not saying that give so much time that you deliberately not go to work because of bible study that's foolishness what we are saying is that make god make god your object and passion of worship so much so that you are so much enveloped in god's glory now even when you are working you are still conscious of him that's all so conscious of him so conscious of him I read a scripture that broke me down I almost wept when I was reading the Bible it's amazing see everything we need for life is here every single thing we need for life is here but you see many Christians have been distracted distractions 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 thousand Ghana salary has robbed you your relationship with Jesus because you want to be the best employee of the year it has robbed your relationship with Jesus first Timothy chapter 6 the verse 5 it broke me down and I hope it will break you down too he says perverse disputings of men of corrupt mind and destitute of the truth look at this description of these people supposing look at that supposing that gain the word gain is riches supposing that gain is godliness in other words supposing that when i am rich it means that i i have god supposing that when i'm rich it means that god is in my life there are many people who think that when they are rich it is a sign that they're in the will of god so you see a pastor who has five cars he says these are the blessings of serving god one of the man in the village who is a pastor faithfully doing evangelism yet he does not he cannot afford three square meals a day for himself and his wife has he failed supposing that gain is godliness he says from such withdraw yourself you cannot be a materialistic pastor and be my friend even if i talk to you i know my limit he says from such withdraw yourself when you are around materialistic people they will influence you people who are obsessed with phone and god they will obsess your life with what obsesses them yeah yeah look at the next verse he says but godliness with contentment is great gain you know the word gain the word gain is riches he says godliness with contentment is great riches in other words true riches is contentment with godliness being godly and adding contentment with, in other words in other words are you ready for the bomb god is enough for me that's what it means god is enough for me i might not have a car now but god is enough I might be living in a single room. Don't be bothered because every rich man lives in a single room. Have you seen a rich man who puts his leg in bedroom one and puts his eyes in bedroom two? Everybody lives in a single room. Convince yourself and live right. The rich man drives in an air conditioned to work. You drive in a trot-trot to work. It's called a movement. Both of you moved. One moved with cold, one moved with fresh air. 
oh yeah so you don't see any man and just envy him like, just like that no and some of you men are your idols you watch this man and say wow <laughs> hey life is good though <laughs> wow a woman was watching um, a man who who she was upstairs she watch a man every day constantly when they come and park at the, at the door the man will come out of the car and come and open the wife and the husband was not opening the car door for him for her and she was offended every single day the man opened the car door said wow it's amazing it's amazing wow my husband foolish man she was not content apparently after after some months they realized that the car door had a fault so the man has to get down to open the door see you are envying people for nothing you are allowing people to take your attention from god for nothing there are people you are envying today they wish they were like you there are people today who have all they need in this world yet cannot sleep you are sleeping sleep oh yeah he says godliness with contentment is great king you might not have all the clothes you need but godliness with contentment is great gain you might not have the car you have been desiring for but godliness just thank God that you have God thank God for God in your life you know you see when your hearts are for things you are saying God you are not enough for me see sometimes there can be discouraging moments I know I've been there and I'm still there there can be discouraging moments when it looks like even your friends you, you doubt whether they are friends listen it is normal if you don't feel that way you're not a human being it is normal to feel that way but listen to me carefully don't let it keep long brush it quickly and say i have god convince yourself quickly and move back to normal i have god i have god there was a there was a young man called hash puppy on social media he was giving all the young men and women pressure every two minutes hey the, the kind of wealth this man was boosting in you watch this man and kill yourself he was arrested last two weeks he has he has duped almost two million people two million people two million people he has duped them through yahoo yahoo online fraud two million people so all the wealth he made was useless all those who envied him where are they you are not in prison no you're in your house one has a silver chance you have copot use it like that don't let anyone or anything be an idol no i'm content godliness with contentment is great gain i'm still joyful i'm still joyful you know why i have god i don't envy any rich man especially if the rich man does not love god and if the rich man does not have any relationship with jesus list never envy any any wealthy person who does not have god in his life do you hear what i just said never envy anyone who does not know god never envy any wealthy man who doesn't know god just look at him and brush off thank god for his life and move on you don't watch him and say god it's mr brown boy no no 
You know why I said so? You know why I said so? I'll show you. Luke 12 15. We're going to come to First Timothy soon. Luke 12 15. Look. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. What is covetousness? The desire and the craving to have everything. The craving and the desire to have everything. I didn't say don't desire for things, so. but the craving and the desire to have everything. If you have a phone and then someone has a higher version, take it like that. It doesn't matter. It's not by force to go and get it. It's not by force. He says, Beware of covetousness. Look, for a man's life consisted not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. In other words, a man's life is not consistent in what he possesses. It's not in his car. No. No. It's not in his car. No. 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 Oh. There are many of you who are sorrow for God. You, you are disappointed in God. Yeah. You are disappointed. God, if you don't bless me, I'll backslide though. Backslide. There are many Christians who are disappointed in God. But if you look around them, at least you are eating. At least you have one shoe. I saw a video of Somalians who are so hungry, so hungry, they can't even afford water. And you are disappointed in God. How dare you? How dare you? We still worship God in the good times and the bad times. Because Christianity is not luxury. Christianity is an intimacy. You will never be honored for the luxurious wealth you had on earth. You know why? First Timothy chapter 6. Go back there to the verse 6. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Verse 7. This will shock you. He says, For we. Oh. Oh. For we brought nothing in this world. We brought nothing to this world. And it is certain we carry nothing out of it. How does a man boast to you that by the grace of God I have 25 cars and you are you went to cry at home? Cars he's not taken out of this world. Cars he's not taken out of this world. When they bury him, they will not bury his houses, they will live in his houses. Oh, I, I have 15 houses, I've rented all of them. And you imagine that even your gas cooker is 40 so you have been using co-pot and you listen to this man and you're like hey I'm yes sir oh I mean there's something in my family I have to I have to seek a prophet he has to give me some tadebi tadebi oil he'll say that Diana will be life man that Diana knows and you are worried. You are worried. See, <laughs> that phone you don't regard. A ribi po. A ribi pe. The nose mask you are wearing. A ribi pe. Tell somebody a ribi pe. 
and see whether it will come back. Leave it. I don't like it again. I, I don't like it. God, if you don't change my car, God, I, I'll change your life. <laughs> I'm telling you. See, be happy with yourself. Be joyful with what God has made you. Be content. Don't keep any idol around you. Look, we brought nothing in this world. We didn't bring anything in this world. He says, and it is certain. In other words, this is an assurance that we will carry nothing out of it. Nothing. Nothing out of it. Go and look at some rich people who are in fridge today. And the matrimon is just slapping their way. Pow! Foolish boy. This is somebody everybody was worshipping on earth. In the mortuary, everybody is common. That is how come you must always battle and strive to make heavenly treasures. That's why I told you, listen carefully, that the only thing that you carry along it with you into eternity is your spirituality. How much of God you were able to extract when you were on earth? <laughs> That's the only thing you carry. When you get to heaven, nobody says that, oh, you had 5,000 members. Wow, you're a big shot. Ah, wow. I'm content. Tell someone I'm content. Tell somebody I'm okay. Some of you for the past five years, you have never, when they ask you how, how, that word is three letter words. How? You spoke for 10 minutes. See, sometimes it's not okay. Tell them it's okay. It's okay. How? Charlie, God has blessed us. We are okay. I'm okay. And sometimes you see, you look at pastors and you think pastors are okay. Sometimes if I tell you what I go through as a pastor, preaching to you on Sunday, you sell your skirt for me. I'm telling you. But in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. We are convinced that God loves us. At least we will eat before sleeping. At least. It's not every day that you have to change your dress. Sometimes, you know, as a lady, you have one... You know, surprisingly, there are ladies who wear dresses once. Unless they, they don't see any new star. And sometimes you don't have money. Repeat! For all you know, the dress you think they are watching, they don't give a damn about you. I'm telling you! Because Obiazuishi! You think that oh uh, my boy repeat oh oh, oh nobody's watching <laughs> they don't even know they say ah is it a new dress it's not new it's a, nobody cares about you and you are worrying your heart you are worrying your mind oh my dress is old my dress is old but that dress that you say is old that dress you said is old if they remove it and they put it on the mannequin someone will buy it I don't have dresses, but if you open the person's wardrobe or the Tony wardrobe, no, because he can't close it. 
some of the content. You know, many have kept idols. Final scripture, then we close. Father, help me to adhere to government. <laughs> Luke 16 13. Luke 16 13. He says, No servant can serve two gods, two masters. It's not possible. For either he will hate one. The word hate there does not mean hate, it means to love less. That's the Greek word. It means to love less. For he will either love less the one or love the other. Or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You know mammon, money, God. Money can be God in your life. No wonder people lie for money. They cheat for money. They kill for money. They steal for money. They break relationships for money. Yeah. You can't serve two masters. Listen, I wrote something down. Let me see if I can get it for you. We don't serve God for money, we serve God with money. We don't serve God for money, we serve God with it. Look at the verse 14. Look, and the, it says, and the Pharisees also who were covetous had all these things and they derided him. That means they mocked at him. Look at what Jesus said in the next verse. He said, and he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed amongst men is an abomination in the sight of God. What men call true success is actually true failure to God. In heaven, most of us will be shocked. Because on earth, there are people we saw who are doing things that look so glorious. But in heaven, they couldn't accomplish anything. Listen, your relationship with Jesus matters more than anything in your life. You see, you, you cannot choose master's degree above God. Do your master's, but have God first. Pursue your career, but listen, give God your heart first. Your heart is for God because the heart was created for God, it was created for Jesus, it was not made for things. I can tell you, haven't you realized that you completed school after school? You are not satisfied. You wanted to do masters, you're not satisfied with masters. After masters, you say you want to marry. After marriage, you uh, he says, Oh, I want children. You had children. You had one, he says, No, after one, he says, Let's go to two. Uh, then you went to two. He says, Ah, our children are made. We need a car to transport us. You bought a car, it was a saloon car. After two years, he said, Oh, the children have now become five. We need a bigger car. You go and buy another car. You finish buying it. He said, Oh, I need a house now. We have to build a house. You start building a house, two bedroom. After ten years, he said, No, we need a five bedroom. Then you expand it. You know, your heart was not created for things because you can never be satisfied with things. You can't trust things. Please note this. You, your heart will never be satisfied until it has a personal relationship with Jesus. Please let this guide you. Because I'm telling you, you will always desire for things every single day and never be satisfied. So first of all, you must allow Jesus to satisfy you before you look for things. When Jesus truly satisfies you and you are content with Jesus and you have a relationship with Jesus, 
when I say relationship I'm not talking about coming to church on Sunday because I'm Christians who come to church on Sunday and have no relationship with Jesus there's no intimacy they only pray when Christians are praying in groups but yet they don't have a prayer life your closet your prayer closet is a place of intimacy I'm telling you listen practice the habit of not feeling okay when you have not read your bible just like you have practiced the behavior of not feeling okay when you have not eaten listen serving god is a discipline we decide to do what we do if you don't apply disciplines idols will take your heart no wonder you don't feel you don't you, you don't feel uncomfortable for not listening to another teaching in the week or for not praying or for not even witnessing to one soul but you are concerned about other things nothing satisfies but Jesus value your relationship with Jesus your intimacy with Jesus above anything else you are blessed <clears throat> lift your voice and bless him thank you Jesus